0: What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. This week, it is Josh Morris, the great Josh Morris. In my opinion, one of the best defensive centers we've seen in a very, very long time. Really enjoyed my chat with Jay Morris. Absolute legend of a bloke. He talks about his origin heroics. He talks about his time at the Dogs. He talks about coming from Cronulla to Roosters. A really, really good chat, guys. You're going to love this. But uh, what about the Aussie cricketers? What about our boys getting the job done? I've been over the last few days sipping on a few beautiful Bloke in the Bar's, watching the Aussies absolutely destroy the Poms. Uh, huge victory, but brought to you as always by Bloke in a Bar beer. Go down to your local, grab a beer, the beer of sport, the beer of footy. No beer loves sport as much as we do. I mean, we dedicate our lives to sport. That's how much we love sport. That's why Bloke in a Bar beer is the beer of sport. We bring you, you know, a mountain of content a mountain of content because we love it uh so go down and grab a case of bloke in a bar the bigger the platform gets the bigger the beer gets the bigger the beer gets the bigger the platform gets that's how this all works guys so grab a case it's it's smooth it's easy drinking session beer perfect with the warmer weather it's not hoppy it's not uh you know you have one or two and you could feel like you've had a, a meal it's a session beer really smooth crisp easy drinking beer. But as usual, let's get straight
1: into it, baby! It's a Bloke in a Bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, but really brought to you by Cattleman's Brewing Co. A smooth, crisp, easy-drinking mid-strength. Goes down with, a, goes down with a, a good meal at night, but also goes down while you're out in the farm, while you're watching the footy, while you're watching any sport, the cricket. So grab a case of Cattleman's Brewing Co. from cattlemansbrewingco.com.au uh nationwide delivery uh they've also got some stores so go to their instagram you'll be able to see their stores but i have with me the great josh morris
2: how you going brother mate i'm getting you your job <laughs> as a salesman for us mate that was awesome mate i've done it a few times <laughs> done it a few times
1: mate how are you enjoying retirement you know you've you've gone straight into the business side of things but uh how how is life
2: post stress of
3: rugby league
2: yeah mate it's um it's good it's uh bit more relaxed, uh, spending a bit more time with the kids at home. Um, I don't have any guilt about having a a beer midweek and Mm. worrying about having to do some fitness sessions so that I don't come back to pre-season too out of shape. Um, Got to the gym for the first time in eight weeks the other day and Uh was pretty sore after that. But um, I'm just really enjoying it, mate. Obviously, Mm. uh, the beer is keeping me busy and uh, just enjoying that aspect of it, learning new challenges every day. And so what was, you know, this this season for you, was it always the plan to
1: retire or was it something that kind of you realised mid-year? Was it something that, you know, Brett, obviously him going down, did that help the decision? What was the thought process to retirement?
2: I think it was similar to the year before. I think it was get halfway through the season and then um, make a decision then. But I think I already knew by halfway through the season. Um, And my body was just, I was coming up with a different niggle each week and Mm um yeah they were just getting the better of me and weren't allowing me to train and play at a level that i wanted to yeah um and then yeah so that kind of made the decision a whole lot easier and then um you know the the writing was on the wall when i did my hammy that was the the first time that i'd torn my hammy over oh, my really? whole career so wow. um yeah the body was telling me it was time to give it up and mm. um like i said in in my retirement i've got no regrets and uh, leave the game very content,
1: mate I mean you did more than enough, more than enough did did I guess did when Brett went down, did that help the decision? you know what i mean it 's in like well if he 's not going to rear around, obviously you 've played with that in plenty of times, but it 's kind of also like part of going to Roosters was to play with him like such a good way to end your career. did that affect the decision at all or not really
2: no it was it was my own decision, obviously. Mm. Um, it was disappointing yep. um, We wanted to walk off the field in our last game together But um, Rugby league doesn't always give you those no. fairy tales So um, Yeah it sucked that I wouldn't be able to play for the rest of the year Alongside him But mm. um, Yeah like I said I I think my body was telling me it was time as well And yep. um, Yeah just, just Even You know that pre-season as well It was really tough And getting home from pre-season as well And mm not being able to bend over to pick up the kids and yeah um, you know on weekends being too sore to do anything with them as well I think that kind of um, planted the seed a little bit in my head then and then obviously yep. throughout the year um, yeah you know, it only made the decision clearer
0: and walk
1: us through the decision for the beer now've i spoken to bread about it but obviously you know it's, it's there's seven on you seven of you all together so obviously I, all of you would have different not maybe different reasons but different perspective as to how it started or why it started or whatever walk us through the great cattleman's
2: brewing co how did it start why did it start and how are you enjoying running it um well it just started from our punters club um we called ourselves the cattleman's crew and the mm. reason we did that was because um we would play golf together um we'd go to the pub have a few beers normally mid-strength mm. and and a punt and then we'd go back to someone's house and have a barbecue and finish it with a cattleman's cutlet steak okay that was yeah, you know, so we called ourselves the cataman's Crew off that. And then when we had our trips away, um, you know, we basically would be sitting um, back at our, our hotel or our unit that we're staying at mm. drinking Great Northern going, how good would it be if we were drinking our own beer this time next yep. year? And it um, you know, got to a stage where we'd said it a couple of times and we went, you know, what? Well, let, let's just do it. Yeah, 100%. What have we got to lose? So, yeah. um Uh, we uh did a fair bit of taste testing like you would have known that that part is the fun part (coughs) absolutely Um, getting 20 litre kegs dropped off to your house every three (laughs) or four weeks and then getting the boys around to taste them and Mm. um you know there was a bit of a process there to come up with our flavor um but yeah we're stoked with with what we've been able to come up with and um yeah we're only just starting but it's it's been really positive i love um the colors you know
1: i When I speak to people about business and, you know, mate, that I've I've still got a long way to go in business, a a long way. I've done (laughs) fucking nothing. But if I have any bit of advice to to give to people, I always say, like, when you're picking colours or the branding, you want to do something that isn't necessarily, like, it's not considered the normal way to go. You know, for example, if anyone said to you, there's going to be brown and orange orange cans, you'd be like, that's disgusting. Those two colours shouldn't be done. But if it's counterintuitive, that means that it can also have a big impact. Um, and what I love about you guys is is the green and the kind of cream colour you've got here, There's I haven't seen a beer that has these colours. Um, and I, that definitely gives me a feel of country, being a country lad myself. Um, <laughs> it's an internal joke, don't worry. But it definitely gives me a feel of the country, but also a unique vibe.
2: Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, we thought it was more heritage or traditional colors um also associated with the country as well um and yeah we we just come up with that um yeah, it's it's just it's the whole the whole process has been really enjoyable you know we even had a uh, a night where we tried to dis- design the can so we all got it oh really <laughs> <laughs> we all got a couple of Textures and some pens and <laughs> drew a can. It would have been some shit. Doing shockers. it with a couple of beers, mate. Oh, mate. I reckon my four year old daughter could draw better than some of the <laughs> blokes that and some of the ideas that we came up with. Yeah, but yeah. we kind of you know, developed a brief for what we wanted to and then took it to to a designer and um you know, came up with that as the the finished product. So Was this the first um,
1: uh first draft they came back with? Or
2: uh there were a couple, yeah, so okay. um yeah, we voted on that and um yeah, it's yeah. I I love the look of the can, and so do all the boys. And yep. we've had a, a lot of people say that too. I guess what what I'll say, and more so, we wanted to be that traditional, um, go back to that traditional kind of beer. Where you know when we first started drinking at pubs, there this were beer. there were <laughs> only three or four beers. Yeah. Oh well, especially in koyama where I grew up, there yep. were three or four beers on tap, and mm. that was it. You, yeah. You picked one, and you you drank that. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess we're trying to get back to that a little bit as well.
1: Yeah, no, we're, we're the same with, the like bar, like, with the flavour of beer, and we spoke about with, with this with Brett, don't get me wrong, like, there's a space for the pale ales, and I can have one or two pale ales, but when it comes to the beer I prefer, it's the beer that tastes like real beer.
2: Yeah, just a beer. and that's it, and you want to be able to sit on something, Yeah. whether you're at the pub all day or whether you're on the course or punting on a horse, yeah. Um, you want to be drinking a, a decent beer, and we feel like we've got that beer as well. And
1: That's a good line. On the course or putting on a horse? So
2: actually, in one mm-hmm. of our little, uh, oh, is little it? jingles we've got. Yeah. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I
1: like it. Um, no, nah, I mean, I'm with you. I think it's good. So make sure to grab a can of the Mid-Strength Cattlemen's Brewing Co. Guys, a fantastic, smooth, crisp, easy-drinking beer that tastes like real beer. Um, but back to yourself. Now, obviously, you, you mentioned you were born in Kiama. Um, well, no, born in St. George. But oh, born in St. George, in, actually. Sorry, Brett said the same thing. I so I fucked that up again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, so, you, so you moved to Kiama. Um Now, growing up, like, was it always... Now, you, obviously, your father is an incredibly good footy player. But in saying that, when you grow up, he's just your father. To everyone else, he's a superstar. To him, he's your father. But were you always just drawn to rugby league or did you just do a lot of sports?
2: Uh, oh, we did a lot of sports. Obviously, yeah. anything that could get us a day off school, yeah. uh, we played. Yeah. Um, but no, rugby league was always there. Um, I think I first started when I was four years old, and really playing in the up under sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I played under sevens for three years. No I think way. I pummeled the first first year, and then by the time I was seven, I'm beast. Was <laughs> pretty good <laughs> by that stage. But <laughs> no, rugby league was. Um, Always big in the family, we were always carrying around a footy, we'd be playing it out in the backyard, when it got too dark, we'd be playing it on our knees in the lounge room and yep. you probably were were similar. Um, yeah, and it. Uh, I guess it was always when people asked us what we wanted to do when we were older, we wanted mm. to play footy and yep. there wasn't that, there wasn't an option B I guess and yep. um, Yeah, when you've had a dream for that long, you go after it.
1: And so at what stage did you... Did you and your brother, obviously you're twins, but did you begin to excel at the same time or was one of you excelling and then the other one caught up? You know what I mean? Like, was it... Was it yeah, it was
2: It was kind of weird, like, with the, the rep side. So, like, for the Group 7 side, like, I would make it one year and Brett would miss out and then yep. he would make it and I would miss out. And then, similar with the, the Steelers, he ended up making the Steelers first. Yep. Um and I missed out. And then it was SG Ball, which was under-18s, was the first year I made the Steelers side. And, um, from that point, we just were in the same side together and we said, rightio, let's give it a crack and yep. see how we go. And it was always about trying to beat each other. And mm. normally that, that meant being in you know the top three. And yep. um, yeah, that held us in really good stead throughout our whole career.
1: And when did it become apparent to you that you know, did you get contract offers from multiple clubs or was it just, you know, obviously the Steelers down there and you'd go into the Dragons?
2: Yeah, it was just just Steelers down there at that stage and then, um, yeah, progressed through the ranks there and, um, you know, you thought I'd probably be playing my whole career at the Dragons, yep. but, um, you know, you find out very quickly that stuff like that doesn't happen and football is a business and yep. I found out that pretty early on, so... Um, Probably was a good thing. Yep.
1: And so, do you remember? Did you and Brett go to the first preseason together, or was it staggered start with the, as in the first first grade preseason?
2: No, we're in that together. Yep. Yeah. So, what was
1: that like? Rocking up to that first few sessions?
2: Oh, we didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> you know, with the blokes like Matt Cooper, Mark Casnier, yep. Benny Hornby, Jason Rolls, Sean Timmins, Trent Barrett, like mm. all great players. Crazy. And crazy. Yeah, you know, if you s- <laughs> try to talk to them they just tell you to shut up anyway <laughs> yeah. but uh, you you uh, if they if they i guess it was kind of one of those things if they give you a ribbing or something like that um and you know played jokes on you and stuff like that it was because they actually liked you yep so you it's had a strange world <laughs> yeah it, it was back then so if you were getting jokes played on you it was normally a good sign that yep. the boys were starting to accept you and um yeah they, they uh they were all really good for for myself and Brett and um yeah, it was just yeah, it was awesome being able to uh see those guys go about their work and then being able to compete against them on the field
1: and do you remember any training sessions or any army camps or camps in general that really woke you up to like wow this is this is first grade this is first grade
2: oh, probably like the first couple of opposed sessions where, mm. you know, you're playing on the wing or you're playing at full back and bringing the ball back and running at the wrong person and just getting jolted yep. and you're like, Oh, okay, is yep. this what it's gonna be like every time I run the ball back? <laughs> um so yeah, you remember that remember that kind of stuff as, as a young fella, but you always I guess you always go as hard as you can when you're younger to try and impress yep. them and um yeah, I guess that's probably what me and Brett did.
1: And so when did you, when did you start get a feeling like shit? I could be about to make my debut because obviously your debut two thousand and seven. Um, did you get a feeling at the start of that like you know off season that there may be a chance, or did it come out of nowhere?
2: Yeah, it was probably more so uh, that preseason in the two thousand and six year Brett debuted, but mm-hmm. I was playing um, Premier League back then and. Ended up, I think I scored something like twenty four tries that year Whoa. in Premier League. So Tough. I was hoping to potentially get a game towards the back end of that year. Yeah. But knew that I was, you know, really close and knocking on the door, and mm. needed to have another big preseason. And um, I think I, I played Charity Shield at fullback. Yeah. Uh, in in the preseason there, and and then um, played well, and then debuted. First game in 2007 versus
1: the Titans in their first game. Where did you debut at? What position?
2: Fullback. Fullback. Debut as a fullback yeah. in the Titans' first ever game.
1: Wow. What was that like, playing like them for their first ever game?
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. I guess it was at Suncorp as well. So mm. I think at that stage their home ground was Carrara. I think it was oh, Carrara. Yeah. So it was oh, out, yeah. an old old field, but they made sure that their first game was at Suncorp. Yep. So it was a Sunday Arvo Forty-five thousand there oh yeah put the first bomb up and the crowd's going wild i'm just like oh In the don't room. drop it yeah. <laughs> oh my god so yeah it was a bit daunting but um you know we managed to get the win that day and it was a good memory and do you is there
1: anything like do you remember the phone call or anything specific from the game where you were kind of like fuck
2: um
1: or that you enjoyed or
2: i remember <laughs> i've I got ran over by Chris Walker. He scored their first try <laughs> in the corner but I got there and he just ran straight over me. <laughs> and probably a couple of years later I probably would have been able to stop him, but yep. I was still pretty small at yep. that stage. I hadn't put on on all my weight. But um yeah, I, I uh not long ago texted him and told him that and he go he couldn't even remember it. So <laughs> um yeah, it's funny how you remember some things and that yep. was what, fifteen, sixteen years ago. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Far out. Um, at, at Suncorp, like your debut, forty two thousand or forty five thousand, whatever, doesn't get much better than that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good debut.
1: And so you you make your debut. Do you stay in the side or do you kind of do you move to the wing? Do you you know what I mean? Do you I think
2: I played fullback the whole year that year. Really, um, it's crazy
1: because I just see you as a centre, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was a bit lighter back then. <laughs> but yeah, I certainly centre was a position that I'd I'd like to play, but at that stage. When I'd come through the um, 20s and and, uh, reserve grade, I kind of was playing on the wing and fullback. So um, I ended up training the 2008 preseason. I did the whole lot at fullback. Played the first round versus the West Tigers. We lost Mm. and I got moved to the wing. (laughs) 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 So I did all that extra running for nothing. So I was a bit bit filthy. (laughs) But throughout that 2008 season, I ended up playing uh everywhere I played wing fullback center okay and then um then I uh was coming off contract and had a couple of couple of offers and um it just so happened that the 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 bulldogs offered me the the center role there and they yep. had a new coach In Kevin Moore coming in and um yeah he said that he'd he'd support me and um yeah just being able to hear that um, gave me confidence and how mm. you know, I ended up signing with, with the doggies and went on to play 10 years there.
0: It's crazy. It's
1: um, it's just it's crazy to think like you would have in your head been like, Dragons is my team, blah, blah, two years in. Boom, well, all of a sudden it's, it's got changed. But just quickly with the – so 2007 you make the City versus Origin uh, match. What was that like getting the call up for that? Was that give you a lot of confidence? Like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm actually progressing here towards maybe playing for New South Wales.
2: Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, I think I'd only played six or seven games at that stage, so yep. <laughs> um, to get caught up to to that game, there were some pretty good players playing in that. So that was my first taste of it, and yep. and that intensity, and I guess it yeah, it does give you that confidence that um, you know, if you keep working hard and you're heading yep. in the right direction, then um, those rep jumpers aren't too far away. So, um. Yeah, I, c- I can't remember the score that day, but I remember getting a mad hip pointer. Uh, I tried. I think I dived in the corner of that game, and I think it was Hainesy. Hainesy slid in with his knee and oh. got me right on the hip. Oh fuck! And I ended up missing. I think I missed that because it was maybe on the Friday night. I think we played the next night, or I think um, that was Nightingale's debut. Oh really? Yeah, he ended up playing. Oh, fucking hell. Um, there. So. Yeah, it's uh, funny how things work out.
1: Yep, yep, and he, yeah, okay. So, that, that, but two thousand eight though, you make um, the prime minister's um, prime minister side, and you go in a match against Papua New Guinea. You play on the wing. Did you? say so you went over Papua New Guinea. Yep. What was that experience like as a young colour?
2: Oh, mate, that was um, unbelievable. I guess um, you hear about how passionate they are, but you don't realise until you yep. get there and you get to the airport and there's. 20,000 people at the airport and you can't walk through the airport because they're all just grabbing you and they're all so strong. (laughs) I remember Carl Webb was there and Carl Webb was a big, big bloke, but he was freaking out like he just was starting to feel cramped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at one stage he's like, get off me, like (laughs) wigged out. But uh, Yeah, they love their footy and I think it was Stanley Jean's last game. Yeah. Papua New Guinea legend and, yeah, I just remember – I was on the wing. he did a chip and chase, and the ground was rock hard and it s- sat up in front of me and i'm waiting to waiting to get the ball next minute. I'm looking up at the sky <laughs> I'm on the twenty meter line. The ball went dead on the full He hit me that hard the ball went <laughs> thirty feet. The whole crowd just started laughing <laughs> yeah. and I'm just looking there just got helped up by one of the boys, but that yep. was it just just um went on after that, and then when the siren uh when the siren goes, it's just pandemonium.
1: Yeah, they just run on the field, mate.
2: Yeah, they don't care. Fuck. Yeah. Did you give them any kit? I, I don't think I walked out of there with any, and that <laughs> that kind of happened. For I ended up going over there three times. I oh, did really? Port Moresby, I did lay and did uh, Kokopo, and um, yeah, you don't you don't leave with much gear, and you're happy to give it away to them yeah, as well because they, you know, that that's going to be a treasured memory for life.
1: Absolutely, that's it's, uh, it's such a good experience for guys like yourself that eventually go into rep footy to. I guess, see how much they love it over there and make you appreciate how lucky you are to be doing yeah, it. Yeah, and
2: also to see how you know, blokes prepare as well and train mm. and stuff like that. You can always learn off other blokes as well. So mm. um, normally those blokes are um, you know, close to going on tours for the Aussie side or, yeah. or playing Origin as well. So it was always good to see how you know, the different players um, prepared as well.
1: And so, as you said, um, the doggies, they come and knock was it a matter of they just the contract they offered was too good, or was it more? Was there other factors where the Dragons not really coming to the table? What was the the reason for going to the doggies?
2: So I had a uh, I had an offer with the Dragons, but it was under brownie. And then um, I think halfway through the year, Wayne Bennett came on and um, basically said that I was a winger and halved the contract. Um, so ah. basically, I went from being told that I was going to get a certain amount to having it halved. And then um, I had an offer from the Roosters as well. Mm. Um, But at that stage, uh, Anthony Mancello heard his back and they Mm. weren't sure about if he was going to play again or not. And they ended up re-signing a couple of people to cover him. So Mm. then that deal um, fell through as well. But the... uh, I probably would have signed with the, with the dogs anyway just given the opportunity that mm. they ha- were, were going to give me the confidence that they expressed in my ability and um you know being able to play in that center position which i thought was was my position mm. um, that i was best suited to and um yeah that you know made the decision easier and like i said 10 years later it was a great time that i'd spent there and so you
1: know, being a young fella and, you know, Wayne coming in who notoriously pays wingers minimum, like that's his go-to. If you're on the wing for Wayne, you fall over the line, you score a try, you get paid minimum. Um, was it shocking, though, be like, well, hang on a sec, I just had a contract and now it's been halved. Was that shocking for a young fella?
2: Yeah, I guess that that's, you know, when, when you realise that footy is a business. Mm. Um, you know, you try and be loyal, but um, you've got to look after yourself. and. Mm um in that instance you know the yeah i thought that i probably would have stayed there but um yeah Wayne had obviously um differing opinions of on what position i was best suited to at that stage and i guess it was more so about me backing myself and my ability and um yeah that that was i guess the reason why Mm.
1: and so you rock up to the doggies um and this is pre Desi era. So this is, did you say Kevin Moore?
2: Yeah, Kevin Moore was
1: coach. And so what's that like for that first, you know, couple of seasons um, at the Doggies? Because, you know, 2009, uh, you get named in the 40-man squad for uh, New South Wales. Um, then you get selected for game two and three. So I guess for you personally, you would kind of feel vindicated of like, well, you know, I clearly, it was I was right to have confidence in my own ability. That What was that like for you that first few years?
2: Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I en- ended up, you know playing with some great players at that dog at the yeah. dogs they'd just signed they'd come off the wooden spoon in 2008 um they'd signed uh mick Ennis, ben hannett myself greg eastwood david stag mm. michael hodgson so there was kind of a, a new energy that we kind of brought to the team and uh we played some really um entertaining footy mm-hmm. as well and um i thought you know we were pretty close to winning that year but myself personally ended up having a really good partnership bryson goodwin as well we signed he was he was my wing partner there mm. and i think between us we scored 40 tries wow. um and yeah was able to go on and play um center for new south wales mm. um go away on a four nations tour uh and also get um dally m center of the year that year oh so my god um, it just
1: shows that like you know and and wayne is one of the goats but Everyone gets it wrong, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how good you are, you can get it wrong.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, certainly felt, you know, vindicated and um, like, like I'd proven a point to myself there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and like I said, that, that year sticks out for me because of um, the style of football that we played Yeah. Um, and just the memories of <coughs> playing with some of those blokes. Yep. Um, oh, Noddy, Noddy was also there, Noddy got signed. Oh, really? How good's um, that? Playing... Blokes like General and Bobcat and has yep. him as well in his final year. Mm. Yeah, you know, there were some some really good memories from that year.
1: And uh, do you remember the call up for New South Wales? Do you remember? Like, were you just like far out? Like, I'm gonna play Origin in a yeah, it was um, Yeah,
2: it was a, a weird one because my in the second game I got I got called up, um, and then I I came off the bench. Really. Oh, right, and yeah. that's the only time in my whole career <laughs> i've ever come off the bench oh, and right. i've never i was never nervous in games mm. or at any stage but like i was sweet watching the game and then yep. as soon as he said all right you're on i was so nervous <laughs> it's the most nervous i've ever been because it was just completely foreign foreign to me yeah. and i was like "Fuck! what have i got to do when you come off the bench Like. Yeah. The I've got to try and get in the game as quick Absolutely. as I can yeah, and yeah. get up to the speed of the game. So yeah, yeah. I was fucking blowing straight away. Bloody um, oh! Did, they, did
1: you go on at centre or in the middle? they no, ended up
2: going on on the wing. On the wing, uh, okay. I think John Monahan um, got pushed into the centres, and then in that third game, I uh, started in the centres. And yep. um, yeah, that was up at Suncorp. They Queensland had already clinched, clinched the series. It was yep. about us trying to avoid um, the the whitewash and. Um, yeah, that was a pretty eventful game. That was when um, Brett White, Chin, Steve Price. Oh yeah, and then fuck. the old the old the bomb, bomb up, yeah. went up. Um, so I missed what happened in the fight because they, they we went down a short side. We ended mm. up scoring mm. down the short side, but then turned around. It was they people running in from left right and center so I had no idea what happened until yep. I saw it on the big screen I was like oh, <laughs> oh shit <wow. laughs> and, then, and then Trent Barrett it was five, eight, he was 580 goes can you fight Moz <laughs> I'm like I've never been in a fight in my life he goes well get your hands up because it's about to be on and I was like oh shit so they get the ball get Get kick it out to touch, and then Lockie puts up the bomb, and yeah, then yeah. everyone just started running towards oh, this bomb, and no. I was like, "Oh shit!" Luckily, I didn't <laughs> didn't That's have dry. to throw any, fuck. but um, yeah, that was uh, that was a crazy uh, crazy game. We ended up getting away with a the win there, and um, yeah, that I guess that kind of that feels more like my origin to, to the boo, boo. yeah, because yeah. you started yeah.
1: rather than just be panicking off the bench, going, yeah. "What's going on?" in a decider too,
2: yeah, fuck.
1: That's wild in a decider. Wow um, okay well, is there anything you remember in the changing
2: rooms after any chat or, or speaking to your brother or um, oh, I guess it's yeah it's just those messages from the family mm. um, just saying how proud they are of you and stuff like that and um, I guess that that spurred Brett on to to play uh, origin as well uh, I think I played origin before him but he played Australia before me, so and also, like, yeah, he it's debuted, quite, it's been, yeah, he debuted, yeah,
1: and then but you played New South Wales, so that's yeah, wild. so it's that's um, wild.
2: yeah, there's always been one that's it hasn't been at the same time. Yep. Um, although my Australia debut came, he he was playing in that, that was yep. against France over in Paris, so uh, yeah,
1: so 2009 was also the year that you and him had that fake punch on, yep, and walk us through the fake punch on, that was hilarious because, like, at first, I think I remember watching it going oh shit and like thinking that you were actually blowing and then i was like "Oh, okay it's a g up, it's a g up.
2: yeah oh, i think it was just before halftime um i think i'd pass the ball to Bry. i think and then he got tackled out both scott mm. king and niggle mm. i think he must have done something to upset Bri and Bry's reacted and then yep. i've kind of been around it but i felt someone come from behind me and Grabbed me, mm. and I'm like, "That's Brett for sure." So I just <laughs> turned around <laughs> and just pre- just started pretending to swing at him, and he mm. did the same thing. And Matt Chechen was the referee. He's like, "Oi, oi, oi! Break it up! Break <laughs> it up!" And then when he realised we'll mucking around, you can see him walk off laughing. And yep. Kevin Moore, who was at the uh, who was coach, he was walking down to the the sheds, and um, he goes, "What was the crowd going on about?" And I go, "Oh, me and Brett were just having a." fake fight and he goes oh that would have been bloody hilarious so <laughs> even he even he thought that was funny and then even still today people still talk about it and great. have a laugh about it so yep. i guess you know the way me and brett have played we've always played the game hard fair but we've been able to have a laugh or yep. a joke at our own expense and yeah i guess that's what people appreciate yeah
1: absolutely it was awesome it was yeah i loved it it was um because like it's such a serious moment you know the boys are fully arching up everything's tough and then you see you two fucking pretending to fight in the background um
2: he, he reckons he would have beaten me
1: bro. oh wow well, you know what we need a um a celebrity boxing match b Moss versus j Moss. <laughs> you're like knocking each other <laughs> out, <laughs> out at the same just time body shots only <laughs> mate. <laughs> 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 leave <your> face alone <laughs> um so yeah so that year you finish as canterbury's top try scorer it's an incredible year for you you know um you play origin uh you also you know play against France in your debut do you remember that feeling of you know putting on that Australian jersey gone wow this is crazy
2: yeah I still do I still remember that the National Anthem standing there alongside Brett you know best mate and brother thinking you know we've, we've made it you know yep. this is this is the ultimate We're playing for our country together and you know we grew up in the backyard Pretending to play for Australia, and now we're yep. here, and Great. it was almost like we were playing in the backyard that day. We just went out there and had fun. I think he may have even got three tries. I think I got two. And wow. Yeah, it was just a, a very memorable day, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, yes, I'll never forget that.
1: Mate, it's uh, it's one thing to debut for a country, but like debuting with your brother, that's fucking wild. Um, okay, so in 2010, um, you score your first four try haul against the Roosters. And that's when 2010, when they made the final, or yeah, so it was a big win by you boys. Do you remember that the four try haul?
2: Yeah, I do. Uh, I remember one of those tries was the Percy passing it into Marty Kennedy's head, who tripped over <laughs> off the kick off, <laughs> and then that bounced towards Benny Roberts. He picked it up, passed it to me, and everyone yep. kind of swarmed on me, and I just spun out of it, and the try line was right in front of me. I think that yep. was for the third try, <coughs> and um. Yeah, that those days you don't forget, you know. Yeah. It was like everything um everything came off right. yeah, and yeah. Yeah, even Benny Barber, he was there that day. He came off the bench and got a hat trick as well in like far 25 out. minutes or something and Yep. Yeah, they ended up going on to play in the grand final that year. I think mm. after that they had a a crisis yeah. meeting <laughs> and we probably kicked them back into yeah. shape.
1: Yeah. Bloody oath. <laughs> it was what 60 to 14 far out. Do you remember the fourth try in this game?
2: Yeah, I think that was um I think we made a break and got grubbed in mm. and I was just, it literally just bounced up for me and I was yep. waiting for it on the draw line and just went like that and put it down and, it's yeah. It's four tries. Yeah. It's just one of those days.
1: Yeah. Um, you were selected on the, the right wing uh, to play against Wales in the 2011 Rugby League Four Nations. So over 2010, you played um, for New South Wales as well?
2: No, 2010, so I think it was first round. We played West Tigers, it might have been 2010. I did my PCL. Yep. And it gave me grief for half the year. Yeah, just playing it, like, it. Not, it just like it just did it just wasn't right and it was just giving me grief. So mm. I think 2010 and 2011 I kind of had injuries to start both seasons and yep. then missed out playing uh, Origin and I think Brett played 10 and 11. Yep. So um yeah that kind of burnt me a bit but um Ended up getting back in inside 2012.
1: Yeah, well, 2012 rolls around. You get uh, NRL's centre of the year for the second time, uh, and you play in a grand final. Uh, you nearly scored a try, which would have brought the Kennery back into the game, but the ball was knocked out of his hands by Melbourne, a full-back, Billy Slater. Was that when he slid in with his fucking... No, nah,
2: so we made a break. I still remember it because I've never seen a ball bounce that high. <laughs> <laughs> um, Benny Barber made a break. Uh, I kind of went underneath him and he went through and he kicked it back to me, which we'd done a few times that mm. year. It just didn't bounce up enough for me, so I kicked it again. Yep. And just as I was about to get it, it was literally there and then ended up <laughs> like way above yeah. my head. So I had to try and jump for it. Yep. And because I'd already touched it, Billy then hit it. So it made it a knock on. Oh. And I was pretty much over the line, I think. So. And that, I think that was with about... Would have been with about ten minutes to go, I reckon, and oh it man. Was, would have been next to the post. Would have been fourteen ten, I think, at that stage. Yeah, so um, yeah, that one burns and yep. yeah, I still haven't watched that. Watch that game. Really? Yeah.
1: So two thousand twelve. You know, you're playing great footy. You're rolling towards the grand final. Do you remember that first the grand final week? You know, building up to it. Was it nerve wracking? Was it fun? What was it like?
2: Um it was probably a little bit more tense um than the second time around um yeah uh i was confident um that we we could get the job done i think we would played them twice that year and beaten them both times and yep. uh, it felt like you we know, we we'd had a really good final series but um they were just too good on the day yeah um they come up with a couple of trick plays to to get us off guard and yep. um <coughs> In that I, th- I suppose in that grand final i walked off the field pretty happy knowing that i couldn't have played any better yeah um whereas in 2014 i just felt like i didn't have the best game and yeah um felt a whole lot more hollow and mm. um yeah it was just it's i guess it sucks so I get, those boys would know that um played this year that it's just a hollow feeling yeah, yeah you're just sitting there watching what the boys is? celebrate just wishing it could be you and yep. unfortunately i had to do that twice and so
1: 2012 in that grand final that
2: was was that the infamous james graham billy slater situation
1: do, what was the feeling like on the field like because that was a pressure cooker mm. did you guys realize what had happened or was it more after the fact that you'd realized what had happened
2: i didn't have any idea what had yeah. happened there um but yeah, he ended up paying a, a pretty big Massive price for price. that one. Yeah. So um yeah, there was a bit to come out of that.
1: Yeah. And what was what was the feeling like on the field of did, did you did you feel that the tensions rising after that or was it just footy as usual? No, nah,
2: it's just footy, mate. Yeah. You I know what footy. it's like. Yeah. yeah. Emotion gets taken out of the game pretty quick and yeah, if if one side holds on for it too long, it's yeah, it's not a good thing. So. Well yeah,
1: usually they get too emotional and they get beaten. Yeah. Um Okay, so, yeah, 2012. But what was it like? You know, you win Dallium Centre of the Year for the second time. Do you wh- – where, where's your head out at that point of your career where you're, you know, a premier centre, one, one of the best, if not the best centre in the game? Are you – what's the goal for you? Is it grand, grand final wins, origin wins? Where you? Where's your head out there?
2: Yeah, I think, it, you know, every player tries to – or they want to win a grand final, and that was, you know, I'd already played for Australia and New South Wales, so that was – kind of what i wanted to to do and um yeah that that goal ended up eluding me my whole career Crazy. but um yeah I, I think under desi i played some of my best footy yep. um yeah he was a, a pretty hard task master but he got the best out of me and um
1: any desi stories
2: <laughs> not that i can think of off the top of my head he was he's He's different to what you see. Yeah. On TV, as as to what he is around his players. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's fiercely loyal to his players. Mm. Um, yeah. If if a journalist had written a bad story about one of the boys and the boys were upset about it, you would hear Desi call that journalist and absolutely tear shreds off. Really? Him. You know, oh, yeah. He, I think he even banned some from walking in the gates at Belmore. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I so I, you know, he I was agree with that shit. Did yeah, he know? was really yeah. protective of yep. his players and. And in turn, the players loved him and, and wanted to play for him. So yeah. um, he did have some long video sessions, though. <laughs> he did have. What's the longest
1: video session you reckon?
2: I think the game goes for eighty minutes. We did a two-hour video session oh, one time, and <laughs> Chris, Chris and who's he was pretty laid back. I think he fell asleep in one of them. And <laughs> and desi yelled at him yeah it was hilarious waking him up but i i think i even nodded off in one of them one yep. day and right. he was asking me a question and one of the boys was trying to tap me to wake me up and i just went yeah no i agree with whatever you said mate. Yeah. <laughs> sweet so um but i guess that's the good thing about him he, his video sessions are so in depth when you go out to yep. play you feel like you know the opposition better than they know themselves and yep, you go out with a another level of confidence and I think you saw that with the side when Tommy got back and, you know, they, they went to another level and got better as the year progressed. So.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, in regards to journals and that, like, I reckon if you, as a club, if you've got a journal that's writing baseless articles ripping a player, I reckon you should have the right to say, all right, well, you can't come. Unless, like, if it's, if it's true, then okay, fair enough. Like, if the article is, is based in truth and there's evidence and you've got sources, then fair enough. But some of the basis articles that get written... Like, if I'm a coach, I'd be like, "Nah, Until you learn to at least
2: write what's true or
1: source your articles, then why should, why should we let you?
2: Yeah, know? I guess that's a the thing that kind of changed from when first started to when I finished. I guess some clubs would actually have, like, two or three journalists that they would just talk to nonstop and they'd be the only ones that would come. Yeah. And, you know, they'd they'd find out if there was any stories and let them know before and, yeah. you know... That
1: relationship, yeah, yeah. Scratch my. I back just think
2: it. that that's probably been lost with the amount of media, I guess, platforms. There's so many different people yep. coming, and you know that's where those those stories can come out that you know aren't factual and yep. and stuff like that. So I guess that's probably the, the big difference of of where that's at from when I first started to now.
1: Mm. Yeah, because back in the day, like it was a relationship of like. You because you, you had that relationship, you couldn't afford to break it. You couldn't yeah. afford to burn that bridge. Yeah. Um, and and certain clubs would deal with certain journalists because they'd be like, they know that that journalist is at least the the journalist is aware that if he writes a bullshit article that's not true, then the club's just going to be yeah. like, All right, you don't get nothing then.
2: Yeah, There was. Yeah, there was a bit of respect there, and the, and the players respected the journalists as well because they yeah well, they, they, cause they, uh, yeah, well cause they only saw them yeah you know they felt comfortable around them and yeah, yeah so I guess. That's, yeah, probably why it is what it is like now, I guess.
1: Players literally used to be mates with them. Like, literally, like, mate, let's go have a beer, rah, rah, and journos would keep certain things off the record that didn't need to be on the record. Whereas now it's a very, like, there's like a wall between the players and the journos, which just doesn't help anyone,
2: you know? Yeah, yeah, like, they've got a job to do, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. But, yeah, I think, yeah, that that gap has definitely gotten wider as... As my career went on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because Again, I remember even at the start of my career, it was a much friendlier relationship. Mm. They were almost your mate. like they, Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm not saying that they're not your mate now. Um, but you're right. they got a job to do and totally understand that. But I wish there was a good middle ground. Because you get better stories that way. Yeah, 100%. You can trust a journal You're going to tell him more stuff. Um, or or uh, her more stuff. Okay, um, okay, now, so 2000, um, 2014, the grand final against Souths. Uh, what's what's that lead in like? Are you are you remembering the pain of two thousand twelve? Are you Like, what's it like?
2: Yeah. So, two thousand fourteen was a bit of a different se- uh, season. So, twelve we were kind of in the top four from pretty much the start of the year. But yep. in fourteen we had a lot of injuries mm. and we didn't really have the same team on the park throughout the whole year. And it was more so. You know, Desi was like, "Don't worry, boys. We'll be fine. We just need to get to the finals." Yep. I think we finished 7th. Yeah. I think week 1 we played Melbourne down in Melbourne mm. and ended up beating them 34-14 I think maybe wow. we Give them a touch up and then Yeah. um we ended up having to play all four games to make yep. uh the finals uh to, to the grand final sorry so we ended up losing Mick in the prelim final. Massive. Um yeah. who um yeah, he was massive for us, and then um, we had a few blokes busted as well. So by mm. the time we got to the grand final, yeah, we probably weren't as strong as what we could be. And yeah. I think you probably saw that in the game that that kind of reflected it. I think for sixty minutes we, it was really, really tight, yeah. and then in that last twenty, they Couldn't just go on. yeah, they just blew us away. And like I said, I guess that was one of the ones where yeah, I wasn't really happy with the way I played, mm. um, and then just. You know, just left a really hollow feeling and, you know, really sucked. Um, but, yeah, they, like I said, they, in that last 20 minutes, they, they took it to us and mm. ended up getting the win. So, um, for their club, that was a historic moment for them as well. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, even yourself, that year dealt with substantial injury as well. You know, Origin Series that you eventually went on one at game one. You do your PCL. Um, you know, walk us through that that game one, and, and also walk us through that the the mentality before. Were you guys basically like, enough's enough? We are not losing another series.
2: Yeah, so that was kind of the catch cry from from Liza. It was you know, enough's enough. You've got to do whatever, whatever it takes. Really. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm not too sure when I hurt my knee, um, but I just remember coming down on a kick chase and my leg just locked up. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Um, and then, so I got through that set of defence and then we went down the other end and I got past the ball and I was kind of limping and I just kicked it. And I was like, because I didn't want to get tackled. Yep. And I ended up going dead. So they got me off to the sideline there and then and then the physio was testing my knee and said, I think you've done your ACL.
1: Oh, oh my God.
2: So I was like, oh, fuck. Um, but then i could brett had obviously hurt himself earlier in the game mm. and i could see that they were talking and could see that they were setting up on the other side of the field to start coming back towards yep. towards brett and knowing that they were short and yeah instinct just takes over i didn't want him to make a tackle that he didn't have to so I just got up and ran and huh. got back into the line surprised gi i was probably <laughs> one of the only times i surprised him yeah um and then managed to to defend that set yeah. and just they tried to get me off as quick as they could and um, yeah we ended up going on to win that one um, obviously missed the, the second one which, which sucked but you know that was I guess uh, as Brett, Brett said earlier like that that dressing room after the game everyone was busted yeah. uh, there wasn't one bloke that wasn't sore and um, you yeah, know I reckon we probably slept about half an hour after that game between us because we were both pretty sore. And then um, myself and Brett got to present the boys the jumpers uh, in game two. So, um, you know, that was a a massive honour and um, got emotional at times. But, um, you know, Oz was awesome for letting us do that. Mm. Um, Game three, I managed to come back and play in game three. Um, First... Kick chase down i ran and made i think i made the tackle ended up ripping the scar tissue in the pcl oh, again so right pretty up. much played the whole game <laughs> with it done again and ended up missing probably another three or four weeks yeah um i'd done every single fitness test that was required of me over, over that time so it wasn't like i was limping or anything like yep. that i ticked every single box yeah. if if i hadn't ticked the boxes the bulldogs wouldn't let me play yep, absolutely it was just one of those things I, I think i just came down on it hit hit my knee and kind of scraped it oh. along the ground and just kind of ripped it all again so yeah um that was a little bit frustrating and then towards the back end of that year it was a, a little bit niggly as well yeah. so um but like i said yeah it was that that origin series yeah something i'm very proud of and um, all the boys who are in that side um you know just did whatever it took
1: yep and and you're credited. And I'm you know I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but to the fans, you're credited very um, by a lot of fans. You did the best job on GI. Like obviously GI still is GI, but uh, a lot of New South Wales fans that out of all the people that defended GI, you were the only one that had some success of sometimes or most of the time shutting him down. <laughs> it is yes. GI. Yeah. Um, what was that? something you were aware of like a, a task that was in front of you that was arguably the hardest task you'll ever have on a footy field
2: yeah i knew that that was my job yep um yeah you know, i was a left-sided player but i had to go to the right mm. and you know, that was because of my defense so uh i yeah you know, i accepted that responsibility and that challenge and really enjoyed it yeah yeah, you know, sometimes he got the better of me. He's mm. pretty hard to uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> He's to not keep just him the quiet the whole game. <laughs> oh, fuck. But you know, I feel like I did a really good job of him, and I really enjoyed those those yep. challenges. I, you know, sometimes I'd be in the gym and people were like, "Why are you doing like the gym where we throw up?" Yep. I'm like, "Cause that's what it's like getting offended by this bloke." So <laughs> yep, okay. you know, I got to be able to have that power to do it back to him, or yep. if I was doing high pulls or something like that in the gym. I'd mm. I'd be doing, 110, 120, and they're like, "I'm like, well, most blokes aren't that heavy, so if I can do this, yeah, yeah, I've got the strength to be able to do, do something like that to them. So, Mm. um, yeah, I tried to get really strong to counteract, you know, his strength as well. And yeah, yeah, as I said, I just really enjoyed that uh, that battle. And um, normally, if I was uh, the the better on that night, we would get the win.
1: Yeah, it truly is like Greg English, The amount of times that pre you as well um, pre your of him that he would just win games for Queensland was just wild. Did is did um, Laurie Daly or any of the coaches did they specifically speak to you about that? Like you know, Jane was we got, we got to, we need you to do a job because it goes a long way to winning.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, there were those conversations and mm. you know they'd, they'd ask how I w- was gonna defend him during the week and. Know, if I had anything that I needed to do or get someone to run at me or or mm. do this and do that to kind of stimulate it, but it's pretty yep. hard to <laughs> simulate it. Uh, yeah, honestly. So yeah, but mate, you look at that Queensland side. Yeah. It could almost be an immortal side.
1: Literally. Literally. Um, I mean they're so I the luck for that many players to be born at like it just won't happen again. Yeah. It just won't happen again.
2: And you know, that was yeah, it was daunting, but as I said in that 14 series, it was just like, well, nah, we're doing whatever. Whatever, whatever it, takes. it took.
1: Was there anything on the field, like, you know, looking across and seeing GI, any little tells that you could kind of see where GI would, was? you felt like he was going certain ways or he was going to go overs? anything like that?
2: Uh, it was more so about noticing when they wanted to get him early ball so it would be more so than looking up and seeing if JT or Billy were there and they were talking to him to try and say, I'm going to get it to you early or something yep. like that and then whenever it was those long balls came, it was about just getting up right in front of him as he was catching it, try and get in close enough so that that fend was ineffective. And, you know, if it was, just try and do enough to to get it down or enough to hold on to him, Mm. slow him down so that other people come in.
1: Yep, mate. It's literally, when you think of the hardest task ever in rugby league, it's got to be marking Greg English. Like, it's got to be marking Greg Inglis. Fuck, honestly. Um, so, yeah, it's credit to you that you were able to do that. Um, so, 2019 is basically, or 2018, really, is the year that doggies, um, you know, you struggled that the year before. Uh, and doggies have massive cap pressure. Massive cap pressure. What's it like? What was it like internally there? Because we heard so much about the board and infighting, and it's all Desi's fault. But then, in, in my mind, I was like, in my opinion, I'm like, well, Desi doesn't make the contracts. It's someone else's job to like make sure that all comes together. What was it like internally for you guys? Because it was crazy.
2: Well, Desi, Desi's last year was 17, so I he mean. ended up getting moved on. Yeah. Um, Dean Pay ended up getting signed and obviously had that salary cap pressure so turning up to train and it, like there were stories this player's going here this and it was yeah. weekly yeah yeah you know, like say so you'd walk into training and someone would be like where are you going this week like yeah. it, it just became a running joke yeah um and you know there was uh the new board t- took over and there was a lot of um infighting there so basically yeah there, there, there was a lot of turmoil yeah. at the club and what was it like, you know,
1: you, you played your best footy under Desi, you really got along with him and you liked him as a coach. What was it like for you as a player seeing him get moved on when... I, I remember Robert making a video years ago when he did get moved on and I was like, this is crazy. Like, he's made multiple grand finals, he's a super coach and there's it's very rare to find that. What was it like for you as a player?
2: Yeah, I was obviously disappointed. I thought Desi was a, you know, a really good coach for myself and a lot of the other players, like I said, he was extremely loyal and worked extremely hard Mm. um you couldn't you couldn't say a bad word about his work ethic and um i guess that was kind of the members and 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 the board and um you know all the way that kind of stuff panned out they wanted to get someone from canterbury back in they thought that would be the best best option Mm. um so yeah dean dean Pay got the job and I really felt for dino he had he had a really hard job there and um you know we won games and we were competitive in a lot of games but i think we lost over 10 games by less than six points just because we just didn't have um you know the the class and and the caliber in the in the spine to to get the job done there um and then basically it got time to to contract time and they uh they basically said they can't offer me anything because it was just embarrassing. Like, like they the, how they low didn't want to embarrass me yep. by giving me a giving me an offer. And you know that was when it was like okay well my time's up here. It's yep. um was where it to now? Ah uh, yeah, it was tough. Obviously, I'd spent ten years there. I'd had some great times, some great memories. Um, met some wonderful people there, not just players but staff and and board members as well. But um i probably wasn't enjoying my footy as much as as what i could have been and as i as i was getting older as well you know it was do i go to england and finish my career there or do yep. i wait to see what happens here and um cronulla came knocking and um, i lived in cronulla and it just seemed to be a perfect fit and, um, it was probably the best thing for me it really freshened me up and yep. gave me a new lease and um you know, I ended up playing some really good football there and uh, made some great mates. Had a great time there and um, yeah, I'm thankful for for that experience. Mm. And so you, you go um, go across to
1: Cronulla and as you said you played some good footy there. Uh, you get selected to play for New South Wales uh, 2019 series. Play game one uh, where you guys lost 18-14 um, and you were dropped from the side by Brad Fittler for the second game. I remember I remember speaking to you around this time um and it's you know you're pretty really disappointed with how that all played out do you remember how that all played out and
2: um oh i thought i had a pretty good game in the game one and then um i don't think i even got a call yeah um for that to to let me know that i wasn't in the side but at that stage i was i was old enough big boy you understood uh, yeah i understood i kind of told him that I'll play as long as he needs me to play, and yep. that was kind of the agreement. So mm. it wasn't like, uh, shit, you know, be too filthy. Yep. I'd, I'd said to him, "I'll do a job if you need me to do a job until mm. you need me to do, do it." So, um, but uh, it was good to, um, to know that I could still compete at that level. Yeah. Uh, although it was it was bloody fast. I remember looking up and seven minutes had gone, and my ass was hanging out, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck! It, I don't know if I can." Do this for another <laughs> 73 minutes um and i think that first half there was i think there was one stoppage for a scrum and that was like well, in the 38th minute or something like that it up. was yeah a super fast game um queensland managed to get get the win there i think dane gaggle got an intercept late to yep to get the win there but yeah uh, oh, i was i was happy with the way i, I performed and mm. um yeah I, I used loved putting on that blue jumper
1: um, and and that again, you know that year you play some really good footy, you score 15 tries for the season uh, You're the Sharks top try scorer um, What's what's the feeling like at the club, you know, you, you make the finals, but I think you lose to Manly What's the feeling like for yourself at the club? Are you enjoying footy? Are You're back back at the top of your game kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I, I had a really enjoyable year um, I guess it was just a, a really good fit for me at that stage um, having a young family um, being five minutes from training, yep. um, knowing a lot of the boys that I'd seen around the area anyway. Um, yeah, it was just a really enjoyable year and, and being Gale's last year as well. Yep. But you know, like? yeah, it was like the, the Johnny Farnham show. <laughs> <and> the, the <laughs> What's it like working with never a girl like Gale? Farewell to her. <laughs> but, um, no, it was good. Yeah. You, know, you can see why he's been so successful. Yep. His, his work ethic and, um, yeah he's he's dedicated very dedicated he, you know he was obviously kind of similar to me they those little niggles were starting to yep. pop up and yeah you know, he wouldn't train some days um but yeah he'd always go out in the field and put oh. in some some phenomenal numbers so yeah um yeah it was good to to be a part of that in his last year and um He still can't really take a joke. but (laughs) Um,
1: Okay, so in February 2020, uh, you get an opportunity to sign with the Roosters. Now, how did this all come about? Because it it wasn't as simple as the media made out, in my opinion, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it didn't seem like it was as simple as, oh, you've got an opportunity to play with your brother, so you're going to bounce. What I got from looking at the Sharks at that time is they had more centres than they needed and you had uh, bronson sherry there and so like it was this weird environment of like oh is dugan gonna play center is 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 uh, is josh gonna play center and bronson had like already like nailed locked it in when it when it was like well he hadn't really earned the right to lock it in yet because he was still young although he'd showed promise you know you're an origin player and so was dugan at the time, and you were both
2: playing some decent footy What what how did that all come about that release yeah so basically i think we'd signed Jesse, halfway through the year, yep. uh, Jesse Raymond, that is, in yeah, in the 2019 season. Yeah, so they were over the cap already from that. Yeah. So, so they went and signed him. So they went and signed him to put themselves over, over, the, over cap. the cap. So they knew they had to get rid of some players. So,
1: have they spoken to you before that at any stage or Josh? No, either?
2: no. So basically, they'd sent my manager an email. Which I didn't know about at the time Yeah um, Asking uh, Or pretty much saying that Me and Matt Pryor could look elsewhere So mm. um, And then obviously during that pre-season I was getting moved around Full back and, and wing and centre And yeah. I was like I'm a centre Yeah. I know I am <laughs> a, You know <laughs> I was I was kind of Same opinion as you I, I thought I was still the best centre at that club I yep. thought the well, year before we scored 15 tries I thought the year before I'd you know, really um, had played some really good football, and um, yeah, I think Johnny Morris at that stage thought that you know Bronson was Bronson and Jesse were going to be the centres, and um, yeah, and then Luttrell ended up leaving to go to South. Mm. Billy Smith hurt himself, so there were mm. obviously a lot of factors yep. um, before that even happened, and then um, they still had salary cap issues heading mm. into heading into round 1 like that
1: they'd created themselves and they'd already asked you even though you didn't know to bloody
2: yeah so um yeah we went in and asked for a release i think it was in february and um it might have been a little bit earlier and it kind of got knocked down at first but then i guess you know they could see that they they were still going to be under those the same pressures and potentially not playing for points. I think they managed to offload maybe one other player. I think it was um, Ava, Siamana uh, Fonor. He yep. ended up going over to to Super League, but they still had to um, free up a bit more um, come, I think it might have been they had to free it up before Round one. June or something. Oh, okay. So they'd freed it up enough for, for the start, but then they had to, okay. d- so someone still had to go.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I was pretty much the only one that had, at that stage an offer yep so um yeah it ended up being a bit of a, a stalemate there for a little bit but um, were you like
0: what the what like
2: what well yeah, you know, i obviously went into bomber's office uh john morris's office and said you know these are the reasons why i still think i'm you know the, the number one center mm. um it's nothing personal against your coaching i think you're a great coach mm. um but there's an opportunity to finish alongside my brother which yep. i would be silly not to take yeah um so you know that conversation you know i was really honest and upfront front and obviously you got knocked back um but then uh ended up reaching an agreement where i had to play the first two rounds mm. for Cronulla and then move across yeah um and then my first day of roosters training we were getting ready to play south mm. i got there trained all day met all the boys got called back in at five o'clock that afternoon and COVID had shut us down oh, <laughs> so it was like hi, hi boys nice <laughs> to meet you see you <laughs> when i see you <laughs> um yeah so that was a uh, a unique first day but it was yep. good to have brett there uh, alongside me and then um it almost it almost was um, round five that I the that I had restart. to stay at the Sharks for. Okay. Um, so it got down to round two, and then obviously in that uh, COVID period, yep. The the Zeri suspension got handed out as mm. well. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, that if I'd stayed till round round five, I yeah ended up probably would have ended up staying there.
1: Yeah. They, well, they wouldn't have allowed you to go there. No yeah.
2: way. Um. So yeah, it's. Bit of a weird one how things Mate. work out sometimes. Um, it's,
1: it's also it's frustrating how the, the message that was sent from the club, I guess, was basically like you just walked in and gone like, I want to release. When in reality, they'd already asked you to move like six months before and it was them signing Remy and that put them over the cap. It's not, that wasn't like, you didn't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess by that, I, I, that I, at that stage of your career, are you just like, man, this is footy. This happens every year, where players get told one thing and then another thing happens, and is that what? Yeah, you're I
2: think you know, having learnt that from an early age, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you just deal with it a whole lot better. Yeah, you move on, you understand that it's a business, and then, yeah, I was obviously lucky enough to go to the Roosters and play alongside. But that COVID period was actually really good because it allowed me to learn. All the plays, all the names, yep. all, all our structures, defensive structures, how we attacked, and then obviously, train get some training under my belt as well yep. in that period to learn how they trained so that when I came back, yep. um, I could hit the ground running. And so that actually was probably a blessing. So mm. um, yeah, had a really good, really good year there in 2020. We, I guess we had a few injuries throughout that year, but nothing like this year's right. this year's toll. But this year was wild. Um, yeah, it's a it's a wonderful club, very professional, very well run. Um, office staff there are amazing; they all care about you. Mm. Um, the play, the calibre of players, and their professionalism. You know, I can't speak highly enough of the club. And obviously Robbo, you know, I came there thinking I'd known a, a fair bit about rugby league, but you know, yep. in that two years that I spent there, I, I learned a hell of a lot off him.
1: Yeah, well, wow. what's something that Robbo does that you know really separates him from from you know the rest?
2: Ah, I guess it's the way yeah, his philosophies on football and breaking down the game and how it can be played, and um, you know, not just the physical aspects of the game, the mental yeah. and the psychological aspects of it as well. And um, yeah, he's he does stuff outside of the box, but you know, it works. And yeah, um, like I said, I learned a hell of a lot off him in, in that two years that I spent there.
1: And so 2021, um, this is something really interesting to talk about, especially for the fans that listen to this show or the community, sorry. Um, You get sent a a message on Instagram um, by a young 21-year-old. says, F you, you dog C. You effed up my multi. I'm out the front of Lou Mar Stadium waiting for your bus to rock up. Wait till you walk out of that back door. You won't know what hit (laughs) you. My God. And then you obviously just like, you know, I've put a post up saying this stuff needs to stop. I guess give insight into fans like <laughs> that shit happens all the time. Yeah, for guys. it
2: happens all the time. Like I would have had heaps of messages. Yeah. Um, not like that, mm. but you know, score a try this week or you'll stuff up my mouldy. Oh my like, god, mate. Yeah, and then oh, you stuffed up my mouldy. I needed you to score, and but then obviously that one we just come off after a big win, and yeah, you know, I'd check my phone, see my messages, and then just had a quick look and saw that and went I'm not I'm not copping that I'm 34 years old yeah there's a way to talk to people and that's not it and yeah if I can I guess show the younger fellas that you know that type of behavior is not acceptable if it's coming from me well then that gives them a lot of confidence to to deal with it the same way and yeah I guess it was more a a teaching to that young fella as well that you know we're not just footballers we're people as well so um uh, I think he, uh, I think he learned his lesson pretty quick after that one,
1: mate. It's, um, it's, yeah, I think it's so good that you did it because also the community and rugby league fans need to know you'll be held accountable. When if you're thinking about sending something like that, there may be a chance where your name gets plastered everywhere that you're that piece of shit that sent that disgusting. Yeah, mate, message. mate, we're
2: held accountable for our actions absolutely, every day. Absolutely. Um, so. Know, if we, as a footballer, you you've got to represent the club well, and yep, um, and on the field as well, and off the field, and like I said, uh, it was more so, you know, if any any of young players were facing that kind of stuff as well and didn't know how to deal with it, well yep. then, you know, it was more about well, this is how you go about it, yep, um, don't let it get to you, mm. and the like, the messages that I got, the support that I got off. Of a lot of the players as well was really positive and yeah, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal Yeah, to be honest, I
1: think it's so good that you did it so good especially stuff like that's disgraceful like a lot of fans Don't realize is that or maybe they do realize I don't know but If you if someone sends you a message say, oh, I don't think you played that well You know you jammed in and you should have most footy players just like all right. Yeah, okay It's your opinion like those messages are just like whatever it's the outrageous shit like that. Where you're like, mate. There's a line between just you being a dick online to outrageous piece of shit online.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I, Latrell came out earlier this year, and you know when he had a, a few people write DMs, and that that stuff was awesome to see him do that as well. You know, he, yeah. he's taken a stand there, and for him to do that, that might mm. inspire some other people to do it as well. So Absolutely. I think that was really positive for him to come out and do that and show yeah. the younger kids as well that. You know that kind of behaviour won't be tolerated.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And this year, what was it like being inside the just decimation of injury? Like, <laughs> oh, fuck!
2: What were you? We all looking around, going, "What's going on Mate, here?" some days me and Rob, I would laugh. We're like, who, I'm like, I'd go, "Who's playing this this week?" And he'd be like, and we'd just like look at each other and just laugh. And Dunno. you know, like, it was crazy. I think some days we didn't even have enough players to do. 13 on 13 and oh, Craig Fitz's young kid was up, up there, he was 16 or something, he was playing on the wing for a couple of <laughs> our, a couple of our opposed <laughs> sessions that's just wild. to fill in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mate, yeah, like, but hats off to Robbo, like, mm. the amount of young kids we saw come through yep. and, you know, probably wouldn't have thought that they'd get a game this year, played yeah. numerous games and mm. that's... I'm gonna I wanna get down to the pre season at some stage and watch them doing a post session because yep. there's blokes coming back that are first graders and kids now that think they're first graders. It's gonna make for one hell of a preseason for Mate. them and yeah, you know, I think they can go all the way next year Absolutely.
1: for sure. With Kiri back, Collins, you get then you get Tedesco not having to take as much responsibility on board. Um, you got Suwali, who's had a year. Billy Smith, who's been really unfortunate, but he's also a gun. You bought Moneroski. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Joey Manu, if you get to keep, I mean, he'll be there definitely this year. But um, what was it like seeing a, a guy like a, a Suwali, who you know basically looks like will probably be a centre, maybe fullback, but at the, this stage probably a centre. Um, you know, being one of the best centres of the last generation. What was it like seeing a guy like that um, coming through?
2: Mate, yeah, crazy. Like these kids. Like it's wild. They're getting bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Like there's steps they can throw the ball thirty meters. Like mm. he's going to be a phenomenal talent no matter what sport he plays. Yeah. You know he's just got that that body shape. Um, you know, and he a really good kid, really respectful, wants to learn. Yeah. Um, asks lots of questions. You know, those are the types of kids you want to help out. And mm. they're, they're not they're not stuck up. They yeah. They don't have an ego and. Yeah, he could. He could, you know, like absolutely. young kid getting paid yeah. a lot of money. Um, yeah. we, see it, as, we see it. all as, the time. You know, as the next big thing. But yep. you know, he's taken that weight on his shoulders, and mm. the way he handles himself is a credit to himself. And yep. you know, he's got a massive future in the game. Mate,
1: absolutely, absolutely, um, mate. So, you, 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 when did you know for sure I'm going to retire? When did that decision come? Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know if I can really pinpoint but certainly the hammy injury was like the nail in the coffin yeah okay um you know i'd i'd had thought about it um but yeah i i thought i'd played my last game then oh really yeah yeah because i'd never done a hammy before and i was like this it felt like i'd done a pretty decent job of Mm, it mm. and it wasn't really i wasn't really sprinting or anything like that where you'd normally get them i just kind of got my ankle stuck and reached out and just felt it go bang wow I was like, yeah, that's probably a, a yeah. decent sign. And, you know, I've, I kind of, at that stage, I was like, oh, I just want to go home. I was like over it. Yeah. And then don't have know, that I was energy like, what just, am I doing here? Yeah. But, you know, I spoke to you know, my wife and Brett and they're like, you don't want to end like that. Yeah. You That's know? true. So they said basically I could be anywhere from to eight and i ended up playing in five wow uh, just just because we we're up there in the bubble i wasn't yep. doing it i was just constantly just doing extra stuff on my hammy strength yep. work i already had pretty st- strong hammies yep um but yeah i was just wherever i could i was just trying to do extra stuff just mm. to try and get back and i'm yeah, really glad that I did not yeah, was absolutely. able to go out on my own terms.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Especially a, an ultimate professional like yourself, like that's what you built your career on, is, is always being in good shape, always rocking up in, in the right frame of physical and mental. Um, ask all the boys his favourite rapper of all time.
2: Favourite rapper? Hmm. Might have... Uh, i used to love nelly like in nelly high school yeah nelly was gun. he was gone in high school he was gun. Nelly 50 cent i don't even listen to to, right. <laughs> to rap music anymore <laughs> <No, laughs> more country and different. stuff like that these okay. days <laughs>
1: who's the goat country singer then
2: i like luke combs
1: luke combs yeah okay luke combs favorite movie of all time um
2: uh, one movie i always really enjoy is snatch
1: Great movie! Yeah. such a fucking good yeah, movie. It's
2: one, it's one of my favorites, and yeah. I like like all those kind of English gangster yeah. movies. Like the, I watched The gentleman again the other night. And really movie. enjoyed that. Yeah. Lockstock stock, two smoking yeah. barrels. That's you a know. classic. I I really enjoy watching those films. They're they're funny, but yeah, you know, there's a a good storyline yep. to them and as a well, and good twist in that, yeah. and twists and turns. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'd have to say that's one of my favourites.
1: Mate, thank you so much for coming on the show, guys. Everyone listening, make sure to grab a case of Cataman's Brewing Co. Mate, mate,
2: this was warm and I'm still drinking still it. That's drinking. how good that's they how are. That's how good it is.
1: So make sure to grab one. I, mate, I wish you all the best in this endeavour. I think you'll absolutely kill it. Uh, and thanks for coming on, brother. No worries. My pleasure. Boom.